Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Raven Slayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Mighty Boy Chi-Chi, a sex expert a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Raven Slayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school, but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values, Around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with 
positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Ladyboy Chi, a sex expert, a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Ravenslayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Lady Boy Chi a sex expert, a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. I am Ladyboy Gigi, and you are listening to Adult Bedtime Stories. I have Paul with me tonight. Hey, guys. <laughs> and tonight we're doing a very special show. It's a tribute to Betty Dodson, who just recently passed on, actually, on uh, Samhain, which a lot of people know by the name of Halloween. And Betty Dodson was an amazing, remarkable person. She was really concerned that her vulva was somehow wrong. And so she started exploring and learning more about the vulva and the female anatomy. And she realized it wasn't wrong. She didn't. And she thought it was because she masturbated a lot as a little girl and had deformed in her lips that were too dangly. (laughs) It was through 
working with other women and learning about female anatomy. She was an artist, so she did a lot of drawings and learned that, oh, there was nothing wrong with her vulva and it wasn't caused by masturbation and that vulvas come in many shapes and sizes and have a beauty that's just amazing. And so she started the awakening female sexuality and reclaiming orgasms for women because for so long women were kind of taught to just please their man and take you know have intercourse alone and and she was one of the pioneers that discovered that orgasms come more from clitoral stimulation and that it's okay to use toys while you're having lovemaking penetrative sex <laughs> So I thought I'd let you jump in a little bit. She wrote some books. We'll kind of cover those in the show tonight. But she is one of the people that I really have always looked up to as a pioneer. She was 91 years old this year when she died. And quite a remarkable woman. I mean, she just had this love and and this gift to help women come to terms with their sexuality. So my introduction to Betty Dodson um, was through talking with you, Gigi, and I know that you would reference her a lot, and a lot of times when we do workshops on masturbation, you always make it a point to bring her up, and I I know that um, the, the book that you you always recommended of hers and the workshops uh there were a couple of them there w- was uh sex for one and then uh orgasms for two i also remember watching a video of i know that she did a lot of in person groups with women where she would get groups of women together to talk and have them open up and get more comfortable with their bodies and more positive about their genitals and get step away from some of the negative in, imaging that women get about their vulvas. She would lead the entire class to practice techniques and masturbate together. She was a big fan of Hitachi Magic Wands from the very early days. I know that she was one of the pioneering uh, individuals that that kind of spearheaded uh, the newest wave of feminism. She had been a lifelong feminist, but always felt that earlier forms of feminism tended to be sex negative and things like that. And she rejected all of that and really was kind of on the forefront of the modern feminist movement as we know it. And I I only learned today that, that she had died. I, I hadn't known that until you suggested this topic for our podcast. And I've been reading a little bit about her life 
and, you know, what she did for the world and what she did for feminism. And and she was really quite an amazing woman. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it, her path was, she was very authentic. And she came from a place of self-discovery first and then realizing that other women must feel this way too and really open the door to the beauty of the female genitalia and then went on to teach about how the clitoris is amazing part of the body and that it's much more than just that little tip that peeks out <laughs> from under the hood. And she, through her workshops, women, many, many women had their first orgasms in her workshops. She really liberated female sexuality and female pleasures. And I think that was such a gift to the world. And we're talking back in the 70s, 80s, <laughs> just opening this whole new door for women to discover and she was quite an accomplished artist and writer. She wrote quite a few books, and I'll have Paul kind of read off some of the ones she's written, but the two I've always loved is Sex for One and Orgasms for Two. And I think she really did open the door to making masturbation not something that's taboo, but something to embrace and and bring out the spiritual side of sexuality for a lot of women. So I'll turn it to you. Um, so she, she wrote five books throughout her life. In 1978, she wrote Liberating Masturbation, A Meditation on Self-Love. And then she went a few years without writing another book. And her second book was Sex for One, The Joy of Self-Loving. And then in 2003, she wrote the follow-up to that book, Orgasms for Two, The Joy of Partner Sex. And then in 2013, uh, she wrote a book called Learn to Orgasm in Four Acts. And then in 2016, she wrote Sex by Design, the Betty Dodson story. She also wrote a foreword by, uh, for Kant Declaration of Independence. I'm not finding the date that was written, but it was by a writer named Inga uh, Muschio. I, I may be mispronouncing that last name. Other thing she did was she taught women how to really develop and exercise their sex muscles and created what's known as the Betty's Barbell. It's an exercise device to use to strengthen the pubic muscles, the pelvic floor, and be able to have better orgasms and amazing journey into sexuality really kind of was a pioneer in female sexuality 
this was at a time when it was very taboo for women to masturbate or to even acknowledge their rights to self-pleasuring. And so I honor Betty Dodson tonight for our show because she was such an inspiration to me. <laughs> Another thing that she started teaching in the 60s when she learned her love for the Hitachi Magic Wand, she realized that for some women it was a, it, it was a little overstimulating. And so she would have women place a small towel between their genitals and the magic wand, and it would dull the sensation, which would allow for more prolonged play and less direct stimulation, which some some people with vulvas can find over uh, overstimulating and and really kind of hold them back from having an orgasm. And it became so popular that the technique got named after her, the Betty Dodson technique. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing she really was accomplished for was getting a deeper and fuller scientific understanding of the, how the vulva works, how female sexuality works. And I know she and Carol Queen and many of the other pioneers really brought forth a deeper understanding. A lot back then was known about the penis and male sexuality, but very little was known about female sexuality and what turns a woman on and how a woman's body works. And that was just such an amazing effort back in those days. <laughs> but any other thoughts? I mean, it's interesting now because I know that we're still laboring under a, a lot of those same things that we were back then, but you know, now it's definitely changed to where more and more people are opening up and, and waking up to uh, not only being comfortable around the, the topic of female sexuality and learning how to help women and, and people with vulvas have better orgasms and teach them about their own bodies but it's also at at this point a little more comfortable for not only in sex positive circles like the ones that we've run into but there i've even heard more mainstream ideas around this kind of opening up as well and i i think that that happened in large part because of the work that she did to start opening it up for for people to get more comfortable with it. You know, I can't imagine a world without Betty Dodson's influence because she really opened the science of sexual, female sexuality, but she also helped empower a lot of women to really reclaim their bodies as their own, reclaim their own sexuality. 
And to me, that's such a beautiful thing to be able to learn that, oh, I'm not abnormal, to learn about my body. I mean, to this day, it wasn't long ago, maybe six months, eight months ago, I came across mm-hmm. where they had people draw and label the male anatomy and the female anatomy, 100 people, half and half men and women, and almost everybody got the male anatomy correct. But it was amazing how few got female anatomy correct. And by raising that consciousness and really opening the door to learning and about the female anatomy was monumental. And to bring it into the realm of science, to actually open that door and make it a real legitimate part of human sexuality studies. I don't know if it's stated that she really was the only one, but she certainly had a big impact on the world in this area. (laughs) I know that um, one of the things I was reading earlier that said, you know, part of what put her on this path in the first place is spending time in feminist circles, she got this messaging that she thought was completely wrong, that it was the patriarchy and the male-centered world that told women that they, any time that they wanted to be sexual, that that, that was somehow like a... a, a um, internalized messaging that they were getting from men that they needed to be sexual for men. And Betty Dodson truly believed that it was completely natural for women to have sexual urges that they wanted to feel fulfilled for themselves and that it didn't have anything to do with wanting to be a a sex object for men, but it was because it came from their own desires. And I think that that had a profound effect on the, the course of, uh, and, and the, and the changing of demographics in, in feminism. I think I misused the word demographics, but in the changing messaging in in feminism, and I think that that was a a powerful contribution. Mm-hmm. Watch some of her workshops that she videotaped. Unfortunately, I never got to meet her in person, but I did watch, and she just had this amazing way to get with women and open things up and make things feel natural, and and that. This wasn't a big scary. It is okay to look at our bodies. And she would have women get together and look at their vulvas together and at each other's and then bring each other off and bring themselves off through masturbation. And this was so pioneering for that time period. 
And she continued doing these workshops way up until just recently when she became ill, too ill. But she would, and she has people that are carrying on her work today, continuing these workshops to help raise people's awareness and learn about female bodies. And I think that's so beautiful because too often we don't take enough time to learn about the female anatomy, whether we're male or female. And I think there's a power in knowledge. There's a power in naming. And when you can learn about the vulva, the anatomy, and where the really beautiful parts are, and look at it as each one is unique and beautiful, yet somehow different. And that's one of the things Betty Dodson illustrated in a lot of her books was the the variety of vulvas and that each and every one was perfectly normal. And I know she went through quite a... She even wrote about it, that she went through such turmoil thinking she had somehow through masturbation ruined her pussy or that she was somehow deformed and and it wasn't until she started exploring not just hers but other people's and with a boyfriend that loved her pussy just as it is but she was afraid to show it at first and it wasn't until she really embraced her own body and faced her fears and kind of admitted to this deep, dark secret that she discovered, oh, I'm not deformed. There's nothing wrong with me. And there, and then that led to discovering the beauty of the vulva. <laughs> I know a, another thing that, that really set her apart and really set, you know, the tone for her work is early on she encouraged women of all ages to come to her workshops and let women know that, you know, no, you don't stop, you know, having a sex drive at a certain age. No, bodies change as they get older, but it doesn't make your body any less beautiful. It doesn't make your body any different that's completely natural and normal to continue having a sex drive and learning more about your body. If you grew up sex repressed and you kind of felt like you lost the best years of your life, that no, you, you can start right now, wherever you are, whenever you are, and that it's completely okay. And I only watched the one video with you, but one of the things that I really noticed is how she would make it, make the space and make the the feeling of the group very comfortable and very welcoming and, and very accepting. open and accepting. And I know that you've kind of modified one of the, the exercises that she did with women where during several workshops that we've done where 
we will have everyone that feels comfortable with it, you know, stand up naked in front of the people that we're doing the workshop with and invite people to give them positive feedback on their body and tell them the things that they they like about their body and and things like that because a lot of times in this modern world we get a lot of negative things about anything that's not what society deems perfect or 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 beautiful but hearing from other people the things that they see can really help you change your your mind talk and change the way that you feel internally about your own body. Mm-hmm. And I know, especially for a lot of men, penis size comes into question a lot of times. And it's like, that can be such a hang-up for a lot of men. And it's like, penises come in all shapes and sizes, just like vulvas. Some are growers, some are showers. <laughs> Some have been circumcised. Some are, have the foreskin. And penises, too, are so beautiful. And I think that's part of like what I like to do in temple is to let people know that, hey, your body is great just as it is. It's beautiful. And oftentimes we get so hung up on oh, am I doing this right, or do I look okay? Is mine diff- too different, too out there? So I think this applies for all people, not just women, but for men too, to overcome these stereotypes and these kind of what the body's supposed to be versus what it truly is. And it helps us come to a greater acceptance and even wonderment about how well it functions and how much pleasure our bodies can give us. Yeah, I think that I am glad that we've had pioneers like Betty Dodson that did the hard work in the 60s when there was more acceptance around the idea of sexuality, but it was a burgeoning new thing for most people. There have always been pockets of people that have been sex positive throughout all of history. But especially in the U.S., I think that when she was doing her early work was really the right time for her to really start because it was the dawning of the sexual revolution and it was a time where people were becoming more open-minded about different things and a lot of different things. So I think that Betty Dodson came into the world at the right time and in those very early stages of people starting to open up to the idea of sexuality and learning about their body and, you know... um, I know that she did some some t- tantric techniques as well, and that was mm-hmm. a big interest at the time. So I, as much as she, she shaped a lot of things in the world, she also 
came into the world at a time that the world was ready for it. And I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think you touch on another thing here is that too often, especially in our clothing required culture, we become alienated from our own bodies. And I think that's one of the powerful things she did was she helped us embrace our naked bodies. And I've been into the pagan thing and into many different clothing optional spaces. So it's been kind of second nature to me since I first started getting into all this. But I had to go through my learning curve at the beginning and get over that awkwardness, that taboo-ness of being naked with others and to be sexual with others. I remember a radical fairy gathering where we had a circle jerk <laughs> and a bunch of guys sitting together and masturbating together. And it is such a beautiful experience to be able to have that kind of connection with other people. And that's one of the things Betty Dotson did for a lot of women to kind of open that experience of connecting and raising that sexual energy in a group that's so dynamic and beautiful. I, I think another important thing that Betty Dotson did, because so much of her work did focus around self-pleasuring and masturbation, I, I think that for a very long time, especially for women, the idea of pleasure outside of partnered sex was very taboo. And sometimes people need to be given permission to do things that are completely natural and normal when they have lived a, a lifetime full of messages that tell them that those things aren't natural and aren't normal. And I think in giving women permission to take the reins in their own hands, so to say, of giving themselves pleasure and that they didn't have to have a partner, like they didn't have to not have sexual satisfaction because they didn't have a partner. I also think that was very important. I think you touch on another part of this, and that is that whole concept of pleasure is a human right. It's something we should embrace, pleasuring ourselves. In fact, it's through masturbation that we all learn about our bodies. And it's through masturbation that we can teach our partners more about our bodies. It's not to say that you do these things in exclusion of partner sex, mm -hmm. but in adding to the experience of partner sex is can be a part of this journey. Mm -hmm. Because too often we think, especially in certain, you know, I've heard certain married couples say, oh, mas if I were to masturbate, that would be cheating on my partner. Or this concept that somehow that's wrong. I'm supposed to get everything I need from my partner sexually. But masturbation is definitely a great way to learn about your body and 
learn how it works and what pleasures you, and then teach it to your partner and vice versa. Not only is masturbation good for you and fills you with these good, happy chemicals, but I also think that it can make you more comfortable in your own skin and more comfortable with yourself. And I I think that that's a thing that a lot of people don't get when, especially when in our sex-negative culture, when they get taught that it's dirty and wrong. A lot of kids grow up being taught that masturbation is dirty and wrong, and most of them masturbate anyway, but a good portion of them grow up with it in the back of of their heads that, you know, somehow this is dirty and wrong and afterwards it makes them feel it makes them feel like they've done something wrong. It makes them feel kind of gross and dirty about themselves and that they have some sort of moral failing and it may not even be like in the forefront of their minds, they may not make the connection that that is what makes them feel that way, is all the negative me- messaging they they grow up with. But when you have someone like Betty Dodson and other sex educators that make their life work, not only giving permission to receive pleasure and teaching you how to do it, but telling you that it's a beautiful thing, that it's a natural thing, that it's a healthy thing, that if you don't have orgasms, it can actually lead to health problems and things like that. And I think by teaching women especially these things, that in the long run it helps with self-esteem and it helps people feel better about themselves and feel less alien in their body. And I think that that's very important. Mm-hmm. And it's already time for station break. But when we come back, I've got some follow-up on that mm-hmm. topic. <laughs> I want to let people know that soon I'm going to be launching a new website with my sex coaching business and information about sex coaching and the type of services I'll be offering through my sex coaching work. In the meantime, visit our website, ravenslayerleather.com. On our website, I've got links to all kinds of things, even especially in this time of economic uncertainty, I've got resources listed. But soon all that's going to go away because I'm going to be pointing Ravenslayer to my new website once it's completed because I'll be doing putting together much more on the new website. The old one, it's time for it to go. We need new, fresh materials. <laughs> so I'm having that done as we speak. Also, and once it is completed, I'm going to have the old website uh, URL point to the new one. So, but the new one will be ggwilbur.com. <laughs> but it's not up and ready yet. Not quite. 
Anything you want to add for Station Bright? As we're kind of shuffling into a new website, uh, I can't promise that these links will be up. It might be, there might be some time in between, but for now on our website, you can find a link to our our Patreon page, or you can go to it directly. And so for the time being, you can visit us at our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash ladyboygigi. Also, when you're visiting the website, there are different training videos that you can find for purchase, and you can also join our Facebook group, um, Family of Choice, and there's links for all of those things at, at the website. So we'd be happy to see you. And so back to our topic tonight. We've been discussing and honoring Betty Dobson, who is a pioneer in female sexuality. And she passed away October, well, during Samhain, October 31st. Many know it as Halloween. But she was such an amazing person. And where we left off, we were talking about masturbation. And I think one of the harmful things about masturbation for men especially younger men, it conditions us to speed it up so we don't get caught when we do it in a sex-negative culture. And women, you need to take more time in sex. So once you get married, you've been, or with a female partner, if you're male, you've been conditioned from early on to be real quick about sex. And what you need to do is do just the opposite recondition yourself to slow down and take your time. (laughs) And I think that's some of the things that came out from the work of Betty Dodson was discovering how females, I mean, it was other sex workers too, like Masters and Johnson and many of the other research teams that have studied sexuality. But Learning how we each respond, we're all a little bit unique and different. And we need to take a look at how living in a sex-negative culture can sometimes condition us in bad ways for really good, healthy sex and pleasuring. (laughs) Any thoughts? Yeah, I think that one of the big uh, contributions that Betty Dodson made is that I think, and this stigma still pervades to this day, but I think it was much more pronounced when Betty Dodson was doing her early work. There's this stigma that women have that if they can't get off from penis and vagina, regular missionary, plain sex that somehow there's something wrong with them and that, you know, maybe they're just not trying hard enough or that something's wrong with their body. And, you know, a lot of men don't want to take any culpability for leaving their female partners and partners that have 
vulvas uh, that may not be female unsatisfied by not taking the time to stimulate the clitoris and taking time to build up the feelings and understanding what a G-spot is and knowing how to help someone with a vulva. And awaken the sexual energy. Yeah. (laughs) To help them come. And I think that Betty Dodson, through her, her workshops and through her books, dispelled that myth for a lot of women and caused them to demand that their their partners really go through the effort of of getting them off and i think that that was very very important once men can learn to work their sex exercise their sex muscles and learn some other tantric techniques they can learn how to have non-ejaculatory orgasms and take more time in pleasuring each other and have even better orgasms. So it's kind of a (laughs) win-win. But I I think you're right. So For so long uh, in our sex-negative culture, it was the pleasure was really more focused for the man to get pleasure, not the woman. In fact, at one point it was seen as a medical condition that if a woman got too much pleasure, it was somehow bad for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so much has been discovered since then. Betty Dodson really did help to to shape a lot of things and in the sex positive community and in giving i i i know that a lot of the women that did workshops with her and learned from her and read her books went on to teach themselves went on to go and spread this message and and embrace their own sexuality and learn more and research more and get interested in the field of sex research and sexual therapies and and all sorts of things like that and she she really kind of started a lot of women off on a path to helping other women to learn and to grow and to build on their knowledge and i think that it's that's one of the very important things about being a teacher is not just the knowledge that you share with the people who are directly learning from you, but the ripples that you make in the world that go beyond that. And now a lot of those women are sex therapists and and have their own books and have their own lecturing careers and do their own events and set up workshops just that are either very similar to the ones that Betty Dobson put on, but also completely different in in different ways. And I think that now that she has passed away, her work has lived 
past her and will continue to to live past her for generations and generations to come. And I think that that's really powerful. And I think one of the things that's always inspired me so much about Betty Dodson was that she really had this authenticity to explore and discover truth, not just something that was the current trend. She took the courage and tenacity to really question things that were unknown back then and discovered and opened the door. And to me, that takes real true courage. (laughs) And it takes a, a very special form of authenticity to to be able to admit to others our greatest fears in the pursuit of knowledge. And that was something Betty Dodson did. And I really admire that in her. <laughs> I think when we talk about pioneers like Betty Dodson and and others like that, it's important to understand that what they do, they rarely set out to become pioneers. They rarely set out to make this huge transformative change in the world. They just follow their own internal guiding spirit and 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 follow that and i think that that's something that betty dodson did i i think that she wanted to help women and she wanted to help people and she saw a hurt in the world that she had felt in herself and she wanted to see that that hurt got diminished and that through her effort she could touch people's lives. And I think that we can all take strength from that, that we can all take, you know, some of that spirit within us because we all have things in our lives that we've dealt with, that we may be currently dealing with, that are hurts that are universal, that we know other people feel as well and that by pursuing helping others by seeking to make it so that however you're hurting right now that you can help others not feel that way themselves and can help the world by pursuing those things we can all become great. It doesn't necessarily mean that we'll get out there and write books and have, you know, a a touring career and all of that. It might mean those things. It might mean that you touch one person's life. It may mean that you touch 15 people's lives. But as long as we each do this, in the world, we help the whole world get better. And 
in this time that is so trying for people and where so many people are hurting, the only way that we're going to get out of that is by helping to lift each other up, every one of us, doing our part to heal the the pains in the world that we see. And I think that we can really honor Betty Dodson and the other pioneers that went before us in every different field in, in the world for the work that they have done. And we can continue in their shoes and make this world better. And I think you touch on a whole lot of about psychosexual healing from living in a sex-negative culture. It teaches us to be shameful of our bodies. It teaches us to feel inadequate. It teaches us to feel like we're somehow not enough as sexual beings or that we're missing something. By learning and having that psychosexual healing process occur, whether it's in Aphrodite's temple or one of Betty Dodson's training films, we can get so much healing from living in a sex-negative culture and the kind of almost invisible damage it does to us at a psychosexual level. And I think that's one of the greatest accomplishments of Betty Dodson was that she brought healing and empowerment to women that had been so damaged from living in a sex-negative culture. From And it's such a blessing to, and so liberating and empowering to experience that healing process and really get to that point where we celebrate in our bodies just as they are. Because I know there's a lot, especially for a lot of women, there's a lot of angst and damage caused by not being the body beautiful image of Hollywood. How can any of us compare to that? We've, they've got makeup artists and airbrushing and all kinds of things that make those bodies not even human anymore. The real human body is beautiful, though, when you learn to look at it the right way. Any thoughts? I think that that's a thing that we can all kind of learn from because I I think that no matter who you are, we all have hang-ups about our bodies. We all have hang-ups about different features that we have, things that we might want to be different, things that we may want to look different. Also, learning how your body functions. And there are a number of different disabilities that people have that they can have a hard time that hold them back. And I know for me, got chronic pain. I my face is fairly asymmetrical and that used to bother me a lot. I, when we first started training, I had a real problem with premature ejaculation. And these were all things that I had to overcome. 
and you know i still struggle with some some of those things i my body is still in pain all the time every day i've gotten a a better self image of myself but you know sometimes i think my ears stick out a little too much and kind of wish my nose may be bent a little bit more to one side even if i do think that i'm beautiful even if i do think that and have done a lot of work to to get to the point that i am today so learning about your body learning how to be in your body learning how to overcome some of the things that may make your life hard and when it comes to sex there's all sorts of different things that can lead to problems with sexual sensation and neuropathy different sexual health problems for men and women a lot of times when women go through menopause they experience fluctuations in their sexual desire and 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 things like that and i know for women another thing that they struggle with is when they menstruate it makes them feel awkward about their body i know women that won't even masturbate if they're uh on their cycle and, and things <laughs> like that and i think that one of the things that body betty dotson really taught and really stressed in her teaching was that if there is something that is holding you back sexually don't run from it take a look at it and figure out what is causing it and what some of it its root causes are and find a way to work within it and hopefully work past it and i think that that's a really important lesson we could all learn from. And one of the things I've learned doing temple, Aphrodite's temple is that when we take some time and it's also from other teachings, but when we take some times and really experience the pleasures and the function of our bodies sexually and state how grateful we are for it it gives us a whole new appreciation for our bodies i mean you think about it both the male and female genitals are amazing in their design and function and how much they do can give us how much pleasure and how much amazing places we can go into sexual ecstasy once we learn some of the sexual arts and how to really pleasure ourselves and each other. And so almost every day I do my morning affirmations, my erotic affirmations, and I express my gratitude for having such a wonderful sexual body. <laughs> I know that for me, one of the the big things that I've gotten from our training is before I started training with you, I used to have kind of an adversarial 
relationship with my body. Um, you know, like I said just a little while ago, I live with pretty serious chronic pain, and I I have pain in every muscle and every joint in my entire body from the second I wake up till the second I go to sleep, and it never goes away, and it always in the background kind of screaming at me and it can affect my motivation to be productive it can affect what I can do in a day sometimes and it was really really I kind of have made my had made my peace with it before we started our training but after we started our training and you taught me how to really build such sexual energy in, inside of myself and really make myself feel good and go from having a problem with premature ejaculation to the point where I could edge for hours on end and then also through the BDSM work, uh, particularly the uh, masochist side of me and build up the the wonderful, like, warm, just intense, radiating, like, amazing energy that I get from feeling pain and transforming that pain into these waves of utter ecstasy that go through my body and being able to and, and, you know, that one was a really big one for me because it took pain, which is normally something that gives me so much problems, so many problems in my life. And it gave, it showed me the really beautiful side of pain. It showed me the really wonderful and delicious side of it. And it took this thing that had given me trouble all of my life and flipped it completely on its head and made me feel wonderful and it gave me this new appreciation for my body and for the things that it can do and I'm really grateful for for that process and for you know that training that I went through with you because it forever changed the way I, I feel about my body my the time flies by we're already to the top of the hour. <laughs> but I would like to kind of end by just taking a few moments to really honor and respect and just hold space for Betty Dodson. She was such a beautiful spirit in this world, a shining light for many of us. And if you haven't seen her films or read some of her books, take some time to learn more about her. Just take a deep breath and breathe in this amazing person's space and hold a moment for her. Any last thoughts before we end? And Seeing as this is a memorial episode, you might carry that energy that Gigi left with you in remembrance of 
someone in your life that gave you a lot of strength that is not in your life anymore or, you know, maybe never really fully was someone that you find really inspiring, someone that kind of puts you on the path to to your passions. Take a moment in memorial for them as well and breathe some healing breaths and really take a moment to just appreciate the change that that person has made in your life. And so this has been such a wonderful tribute to Betty Dodson. She is such an amazing spirit, and it's sad to have her leave, but she did leave us with such a blessing. Have a wonderful night. Enjoy those nocturnal emissions. Enjoy the gift of your sexual body. Enjoy those pleasures. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual. of the flesh. Have a good night. Good night.